0: So it's so funny because when, as you were talking, I was thinking like the actual phrase casual sex, it doesn't, it seems like an oxymoron.
1: hello beautiful souls alexia sitaras and i are back on the podcast for some potent transmissions and some more juicy juicy topics including this topic of casual sex and if that really exists or if it is truly an oxymoron we chat about the sacred energy that occurs during intimacy the yearning for divine masculine energy and how to navigate that when going at life solo, and so much more. So before I go on another Sarah-sized tangent, let's dive right Well, welcome back. I'm not even going to do a formal intro this time because you're literally just on, but we're we're back again because <laughs> there's just been way too many golden nuggets coming up in our conversations over voice message that I'm just, yeah, super called to share some of this with our audience. And yeah, just thank you for coming back on, Alexia. Oh it's and, so exciting to be here. Yeah. Um, I would love to maybe start this conversation by touching on just the universal energy right now. And as we were chatting about the other day, I usually take astrological things and new moon, full moon energy, all of that sort of stuff with a grain of salt and Mm. try not to give my power away to the stars and the moon and, um, And place my emotional baggage in like, oh, this is like a collective experience. Like I try to really (laughs) tread carefully around those waters with myself and my clients. But even just this morning, it was funny. I got four messages from friends and clients saying, um, is it just me or is the energy this week? Like super intense, super chaotic. And Mm -hmm. I'll just speak to my experience and those of my clients and my friends who have shared with me is that what I have felt and witnessed is that right now it seems that a lot of us are experiencing a kind of bubbling to the surface of old patterns, old traumas, old behaviors, Mm -hmm. old thought processes, old relationships that for myself, at least a lot of this stuff that has come up, I really did think I had fully moved through fully healed. Mm. And now there are certain parts of it coming back up, which after sitting with it for some time now, I've realized it's just a deeper layer of it all, Mm -hmm. at least for me. Um, But yeah, I've just, I've heard from several people as well. And then talking to you, you spoke to kind of this Piscean energy that Mm -hmm. we're really immersed in right now and how that's bringing this all forth. And you also mentioned that in response to that, a lot of people are feeling this urge to numb because it's just Mm. like too much. So I would love for you to speak on what your experience has been in the past week or so since this new moon, and then maybe just talk about the astrological happenings right now and how that may or may not be affecting people.
0: Yes. Yes. So yeah, like not only are we in so there's there's a few things at play here with that and I loved actually before I even go into that I loved what you said about the about not putting too much of your emotional baggage onto what's going on in like collectively and I super agree with that especially even as someone who who really obviously uses astrology in in her work and everything like that. And I and I pay attention to it. I don't, I don't go so far into detail because I agree with you because you can totally analyze all of that. And some people really love that. And so that's great. It's nothing against the people that really get into the details. But for me, I like to know the general something that's going on. Or what usually happens is I'll definitely, I'll typically feel something. And then when I'm like, okay, let's see what's going on here. Like I'll usually know what the moon is doing. And I obviously know what uh, what season we're in according to the sun. So, um, but other than that, I don't pay too much attention to the planets, but when something like this goes on and then I have it like, and then I go look and I'm like, oh, okay. This, 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 all makes sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I agree with you because I do think that we can rely too heavily on things like astrology. And I, I believe that they're meant to be guides for us and, Um, it's a great way to understand your innate energy and how, so one, to even understand your birth chart and your innate energy, and then, uh, and then understand what that could mean when different planets are shifting collectively and whatever, and how that might affect your own energy. So for me, especially as someone like I have a Pisces sun and my, my Saturn is in Pisces and I have like, I have a lot of, um, Piscean energy in my chart Mm -hmm. um so I I feel really strongly whenever like Pisces things come up so now specifically there's like I want to say there's like five planets or something in Pisces I, I don't even remember specifically I know Venus is in Aries but Saturn so we just had the new moon in Pisces we're in Pisces season we Saturn has just shifted into Pisces and saturn specifically is a kind of a, a funky planet it's like sort of what challenges us like so jupiter you could say that's like your expansion um and your growth so there's also a challenge in jupiter but saturn is something about like it's a saturn's a more masculine planet so what's really interesting too is that saturn being in pisces pisces is a very feminine energy like pisces is like emotional like like but sensitive but sort of airy it's not like scorpio energy where that's like deep dark night of the soul yeah pisces is like emotional it's sensitive it's whatever but it stays pretty light it's like dreamlike, like like whatever that being said dream like light whatever when you're that emotional you get like pisces can like sense things that are happening all around them and it's like not really sure is this mine or is this somebody else's? Am I channeling someone else's energy or is this actually mine? And so like this light, light Pisces energy also, funny enough, uh makes them susceptible to take on heavy energies or to release heavy things because when you're like when something just like hits you, all of a sudden you're like in a sea of emotion and tears and stuff. And that's like very Pisces too. Like Um, so it's like as, as high above as so below, like as, as high up as Pisces is. And it's like doing its thing in the dream world at the same time, they still have that depth underneath, but they're just not living in that depth all the time, but it's still there. Mm -hmm. So when something out up here triggers it, it's like, like something can happen like that. So, um, I also do want to touch on the energy of the years coming from 2020, up till now. And since we're in the Pisces sun season, this is the end of the astrological year. So technically we've shifted calendar year, mm. uh, into 2023 astrologically, we're really just now entering 2023, um, or whatever you would call it, but essentially we're going into the astrological new year. So the things that we have had in the past year are actually coming to a close astrologically now, whereas and so when you think about that, like the ending of the one cycle, it kind of makes sense that all these things are coming up to the surface, especially with what's been going on collectively for the past few years yeah. and the big energetic shift that we felt. Um, what's the other thing? So yeah. So Saturn, it kind of is like Saturn will bring up challenges for you. Saturn will bring up um, difficulties. Uh, it, it, it's kind of a challenging energy. You can kind of see where you have blockages through Saturn, Um, but it's, it's brought up as, as uncomfortable as Saturn's energy can be. It's brought up so that you can step into, um, a higher version of yourself, the not even just higher version of yourself, but like more evolved, more aware, like it's, it's helping guide you. Um, and so in life that can help you even just like on, on your career path, even so like Saturn's even known for like if you harness like the energy of Saturn and the way that it works for you, Mm -hmm. um, that typically ends up uh, helping people like evolve and progress their careers, like financial status, stuff like that. So that's why like people go through their Saturn return about the age of like 27 to 30-ish, depending. Um, But around that time is when people are uh, typically met with like some challenges or a little bit like harder time, but it's because they're going from, if you think about like, 20s into 30s um you're really releasing a lot of these like old patterns these old childlike things a lot of people like get um are not childlike rather childish things like old stuff you won't always remain connected to your child bubble but (laughs) people typically get their finances together when they go through their Saturn return people typically like um they (sighs) Th- they get their shit together <laughs> like, yeah. and it's because they're being really challenged and they're like, okay, enough of, enough of this, enough of this bullshit I've been doing, <laughs> like, yeah. let's get it together. So all of that to say, when a lot of these planets are in Pisces and we're nearing the end of the astrological year, um, Pisces is all about tuning into your emotions, all about tuning into your sensitivities not numbing them because when a Pisces, an unconscious Pisces energy, um, the, the downfall of Pisces as wonderful as, as Pisces energy is the downfall is they have a tendency to want to numb because they're so sensitive because they're so intuitive Mm. because they're so like connected to other people. Like you can, you know, Pisces energy can channel like so many different things, astral travel, like there's a lot. So because they're so sensitive, that can feel kind of like a hindrance. And so Pisces tendency when they're not feeling super conscious or being super conscious is to numb with like alcohol, with drugs. And even dare I say, I think sometimes like we can numb with even things that help us, like, you know, psychedelics and stuff. So
1: yeah,
0: we'll get into that. But yeah, so you know, so sometimes even people when they're super like spiritual and whatever, and like tuning into that's Stuff, they can numb with even even the things that are supposed to help us so like that's that's kind of the Pisces energy like that's the challenge right now is um not to numb because Pisces Pisces is also Christ consciousness um Pisces Jesus was a Pisces <laughs> and I like always joke about that and I've said that but I actually I, I joke but I actually mean it because he, he actually was a pisces when you go back into the um into like the history of it all he was born in the spring um and the greek word for pisces is Ihtis, and the way that the the acronym works ichthys was actually formed for the acronym so there's isus christos uh wait hold on <laughs> isus christos which means uh jesus christ son of son of god our savior Mm -hmm. so whether you're christian or not or whatever you believe um that's what the word actually means and that's what like and even the pisces is the fish and so when you Mm -hmm. look at like you know christianity stuff like that um whether you look at christ as you know son of God, savior, everything like that. Um, Whether you ad- adapt a Christian ideology or not, or just look at him as a prophet, whatever Christ consciousness. I mean, he was an elevated healer at, mm-hmm. at the very least. So that to say we can look uh we can look to Christ as a, as a guide for someone that was fully human and fully connected to a higher consciousness, a higher state yeah. who, who did heal people. And when you look to that, you realize that we all as humans have that ability to be, to be in that Christ consciousness. And so when we're elevating to Christ consciousness, we can't be numbing ourselves. We have to bring up old things that are keeping us from being in communion with that higher, um, that higher being, that higher purpose, that higher divinity, whatever. Mm -hmm. And all of that to say, this is a time where we are clearing out old things that like, it's almost like to step into the new and rather to step into not even just the new, but almost like (laughs) stepping into more of you. I think sometimes a lot of life is like actually unlearning, like we're, we're becoming new and more evolved, but actually we're we're unlearning the conditioning that we were taught. So in order to do that, we have to release some of that old conditioning. The old version of us has to die. And that's why it feels like we're kind of drowning in these emotions because right now all of that is coming up. And with this new moon, typically new moon is like shedding of um, old things to bring in new beginnings. And so it feels like a whole cleansing, but this new moon actually brought up because we're closing out this chapter of 2022 astrologically like and entering this new astrological cycle it's it's shedding and cleansing but it's also going to bring up a lot of old things because we do have to shed and cleanse it typically we'll see like we see more of our shadow in the full moon like with the full moon shining light on the shadows things like that like Mm -hmm. we see a lot of it now so this new moon is kind of bringing that energy because it's like all right let's stir it all up so that you can like purge it kind of, you know? Yeah. Oof. yeah,
1: yeah definitely, definitely been feeling that. Holy. <laughs> it yes. for me has for sure felt like a like death and rebirth cycle right now. Mm-hmm. Like so many things are coming to the surface to be asked to shed those layers and like really like shine the light on them like you said to become really discerning going forward what still fits and what no longer does so that it can be given that full permission to die so that Mm -hmm. that new version of self or really like the true essence of self that has been with us all along can be Mm -hmm. reborn or rediscovered right and Mm -hmm. oh man yeah there's been some interesting things coming up for me lately and (laughs) it's I also found it very interesting that you mentioned this Piscean energy being that of Christ consciousness and that Christ consciousness is the divine masculine and Mm -hmm. for me I have been so deeply craving divine masculine presence in my life, romantically and just relationally, period. Mm -hmm. And I'm kind of at this point where I've been sourcing that from within myself for so long because I did go through a phase of consciously choosing to be single, to be off dating apps, to be celibate for several years to do the self-work and to really tune into my own divine masculine and feminine balance and now I'm at this point where I'm so deeply yearning to be in relational connection to the divine masculine and it's very interesting that you bring that forth now that this energy is so potent because in the past like week to 10 days I would say it has felt extremely confronting and almost like disconcerting. Like it, it's like tearing me apart in some ways. Like this yearning to be in sacred union right now for me is so all consuming. And I, yeah, the only way that I have been able to describe it to people is that lately my heart feels like it's missing somebody I haven't met yet.
0: Mm. At least in this lifetime,
1: at least in this lifetime. Like it's so interesting because I feel like I'm searching for somebody that somehow like my, my soul knows what it's looking for, but like my eyes and my subconscious mind don't know exactly what that is. And part of me also thinks that maybe all of this is bubbling to the surface because I'm close to it. And then my other part of me, like almost like my ego or my shadow self, or like just like the subconscious monkey mind is like so frustrated by it not being here yet. And so impatient. And then I've been having these battles. Like we had kind of discussed the other day between this subconscious mind and the soul really, where it's like, my soul knows what it wants and what my self-worth and my values and my morals and everything that I'm looking for in divine partnership. My soul is very clear on that now. Mm. And then there are these innate human desires for physical connection and intimacy and to just be held and be in the presence of the divine masculine and so it's like some days lately it literally feels like my mind is having a battle with itself and it's like my like heart voice or my soul voice is like this is what we want and this is what is willing to wait for and you just got to be patient and you got to stand for what you're worth and and stay true to yourself and then my subconscious monkey mind and my primal instincts are like yeah but also we just really want to fuck like a lion and it's like we just just want to be kissed and held and sucked and fucked and (laughs) it's literally a battle Like, a daily, almost, like, moment-to-moment battle right now.
0: And some (laughs) days it's like,
1: god damn, Tinder looks really good right now. And then I'll be on there for a little bit and, like, entertaining some conversations. And then it's like, my soul knows this is not going (laughs) anywhere. Like, I can't, like, actually follow through with this. Mm -hmm. But it's so just yeah it is like it's truly a battle lately mm.
0: mm-hmm. yes okay so I want to first say like it was really beautiful how you wove that all together and the way that you were like the way that I just literally as you were talking I was like seeing I like how you were weaving all these things together in your mind and I was like literally seeing this like colorful basket mm. and I just I loved that like that was really beautiful imagery which oh. tells me that there's like a lot of um like divine expression going on with you right now. So Mm yes, 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 yes. Divine masculine, (laughs) all of this. Okay. So all of these things. And I love that you're just being very honest about just being ready for that companionship and that commitment, because it's funny. I'm finding myself in, in the exact same place. I won't, I won't tangent on that before I finish this, but um, I, I, so I can understand exactly the energy that you're coming from, um, and saying that, and there is this, this battle between the two, because as much. Hmm, <laughs> there's a few things. So as much as we are primal beings, because we are, mm-hmm. that's our connection to that. We're in, we're on this earth, but as primal beings, I almost feel like it's this fine line between let's be connected to the earth that we're on and like, yeah, let's be here. Let's be present. Let's be connected to who what, who our ancestors were, things like that. And also as we've evolved more, it's like totally, yeah, this primal urge, because I've even read like certain things that are like, you know, humans were never meant to be monogamous and blah, 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 and all this stuff. And I'm like, okay, mm-hmm a lot of people have different ideas on that. And I think they're all valid, but I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, yeah, okay. Primally, maybe back in the day, like, yeah, we were like needing and it's, and it's a basic human thing. It's healthy to have sex, to exchange energy, sacred exchange, sex, sacred energetic exchange, It's become a sacred energetic exchange, rather. And not that it wasn't primally, but Mm -hmm. I think now, as we're becoming more evolved as humans, this primal urge of ours is valid and necessary and there. And also, as human beings that are more evolved in what we're looking for, we're living longer. um, We're I don't want to say living with more intention because who knows like what, who, what they felt like back then or whatever. Mm-hmm. But as we've evolved and tapped into our own magic, and like I said, Christ consciousness, we're, we're meant to be a, um in communion with our primal instincts, but not fully because at the, at the end of the day, just having sex with someone, sure, that could be that could be what you need at the time, whatever. There's nothing wrong with it. But if you are someone that is craving that deep connection, just, just having sex with any old person is gonna actually actually leave you more empty because you're opening your portal. You're coming from a really, you know, embodied divine place. Yeah. On on your on a day-to-day. But if you're going into an intention of like, oh, I don't really Like, I don't really know the person that I'm sharing this with. And there's absolutely no shame in that at all. Other than if your goal is to have deep connection, you're not going to get that from from someone that you just found on Tinder that you met like three days ago. You know, like it takes time to build that connection. It takes like, it takes so much more. And I I would say with everything that you were saying, it was like becoming so clear to me that when you're feeling like these frustrations, um, one, so yeah. So, okay. You'll also hear these things like spiritual people. Of course you have everything you need within you. Yes. I think sometimes, um, we can become a little bit detached from the longing of having a companion because there's nothing wrong with that yes you have everything you need within you you're going to be fine whatever Mm -hmm. um and I think it's really important that we acknowledge our we're communal beings still we don't need anybody but are we meant to really only be in our lives with only our needs no like right or even
1: look at the harvard study that studied all of the different variables that contribute to longevity and what did they determine it was your the quality of your relationships that yes. actually exceeded nutrition and everything mm-hmm. in the length and quality of your life and mm-hmm. we are tribal beings like we are meant to be in community and physical touch affects our happy hormones significantly too. So whether that is intimate connection or if it's just like literally getting together with your friends and be like guys i need to just be like held in a cuddle puddle right now and just like, like give me some love please. i'm literally going to suggest this at a friend gathering that i'm going to on saturday because like i'm so deeply desiring physical touch and i'm gonna be like guys can we just all cuddle like I'm, this is a serious request can we please just all cuddle <laughs>
0: honestly honestly it's uh yeah it's like exactly and okay exactly and you know what I love about this is that you're asking for what you need like you're being confronted very deeply with all of these things and you're being present with it and you're asking for what you need so yeah the more honest and open that you are with this desire I think sometimes we're also like so quick to try to be like i'm all i need blah 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 great but if you're ready for companionship and like a deeper connection on that type of level and i like i am in the same place and i just now realized it mm. um with the yeah we'll we'll go into we, we can we can dive into kind of what's coming up for me later but like it takes like a shaking up of things and i've definitely been shaken up um, with kind of like this break in my relationship. And I did not realize how ready I actually was, even though I was in a really, I was in a committed, I was in a committed space. Um, it was like monogamous, all the things like that. Like it was, it was a serious relationship. Um, but it wasn't until we decided to take a step back that I realized just how actually ready, like prior to this relationship, I was like, definitely open I knew that I was like emotionally like mature enough and evolved enough to like actually hold conscious space for a relationship and whatever but I was still like kind of living my life whatever and I still am but after this step back I was like wait I'm not even in the space anymore to uh like (laughs) I'm not gonna like show up on a first date and be like you know filling out a, a, a form, you know, to make yeah. sure that they check all the boxes, but I just know what I'm available for right now. Yeah. And it's, it's just less of, it, I'm just ready for an actual commitment. I'm ready for like a, a deeper companionship, um, whatever that means, but like something a little bit longer term. And so I think it's really important that we do, um, we do acknowledge that and acknowledge that clearly because mm-hmm. if we pretend like, if we actually desire that, um, we always are going to have some some way that we need to like, that we're evolving continuously. And so there's always something to acknowledge within yourself if you're wanting like, you know, someone to share space with. Like, I think sometimes we we want someone to fill a void for us. But I also think that we are doing ourselves a disservice to try to only find it within ourselves. If we want a solid, um, companionship, like just keeping honest with yourself about it and yeah. keep like really calling it in because for you, like I, you know, I see that and it's almost like you're being challenged to how fully are you in that energy? How fully are you calling that in? And that's why, Oh, this just like came in. This, like, okay. <laughs> so like, um, it's almost like it's challenging you in a way and not to say that it's a test, mm-hmm. but it's it's allowing you, because I think sometimes like we can feel like really shameful if we, if we go into old patterns and whatever like that, and it's nothing like that, but it's yeah. like, if you're, if you're, you're being challenged and encouraged to fully embody this energy that, you know, on this conscious level, okay, I'm ready for this. I'm yearning for this. And ask yourself, of course, always be honest with yourself. Is this coming from a space of I'm fully ready? I'm ready to step into this. Or if you're like wanting someone to ease that pain and there's nothing wrong with wanting someone to ease the pain, but ask yourself, okay, are there any holes or rather like weak spots in where I desire this, where I'm desiring this from? Mm -hmm. And also how committed am I how how embodied am I in this desire in this divine desire if you've you know gone through and like felt into the things and just understand where you are with the energy there's no need to like be perfect whatever but when you're kind of like actually acknowledging and checking in with that energy and the soft spots that might need a little bit of like extra support or something like that Mm -hmm. once you tend to that you're gonna have these urges like do something like download like tinder or hinge or whatever like and and there's nothing wrong with those either however if you're looking for a quick fix that's not fully embodying the energy of this deep companionship and it's not to say that you can't find that there like but it's just if you're going into that into the app with the intention of okay let me meet someone let me whatever to satisfy this primal urge if that's where you are it's great mm-hmm. however if you are wanting to fully embody that it's your opportunity to show yourself and show the universe and whatever which is really just the same thing but just you know timelines are in all the whatever you're showing yourself that you really 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 are there and you're actually fully fully in line with that next version of yourself. So that therefore you're choosing to step into it. It's not like you you have to be perfect about it and honestly, I would even venture to say like if it feels like you're forcing yourself to not like you know the right you know the right option for yourself, like if it is to have a quick fix and a quick fuck, <laughs> then do it. Do it and do it shamelessly. Like you know, and <laughs> and if you know that that's actually going to leave you emptier because you're not coming from an embodied place, if you're wanting that connection, but you're leaving yourself open, you're opening yourself to someone else, you're opening the energy, but not from a space where you're holding your own energy. Like if you go in and you're like, yeah, I want, I want to just boom, boom, and whatever, then you're going in with like, I know exactly what I'm here for. I know like this and that, whatever. Fine. No judgment, no shame, none of it. Do it and do it consciously as, as consciously as you can. But if you're going in with sort of dishonest intentions to yourself and you're leaving your energy open because you're wanting someone to like connect with you, you're, you're just opening the floodgates and you're just letting your energy out and you're leaking your own energy. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. And like, definitely for me, it's the latter. Like I'm looking for deep connection. And so, yeah, like I said, like I've entertained a lot of conversations on dating apps and then it gets to a point and it's just like, it's very, very obvious and tangible. The other Mm -hmm. person's intention is more of the former, like just Mm -hmm. a quick in and out, (laughs) bing, bang, boom Mm -hmm. type thing. And it's like, and I just very casually maybe not so casually but just like very honestly say hey like I'm getting a kind of sense that maybe we're looking for different things I'm actually looking to deepen connection and and develop a relationship with somebody and then for sure we can discuss the physical elements of it and it's so funny it's usually just like a non-response and an unmatch and I'm just like all right well (laughs) thanks for your radical honesty through silence (laughs) 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 <laughs> avoidance. <laughs> like, but. Yes,
0: it's like honestly like at least just say like if they were even remotely like and that just goes to show you like that's not at all the energy that you're looking for so it's good that you're super honest about it yep. but like that they can't even like say a response of like okay yeah I am looking for something else like wish you the best you know yeah. like they can't even just be like yeah actually I'm looking for something different like see ya you know <laughs> or whatever yeah and like
1: I really have just been treating the apps as practice it's just practice Mm -hmm. for me to set boundaries and to speak my truth and even going on dates it's always in my eyes it's practice for the one it's practice for my person and Mm -hmm. I'm always learning something um and I also really, really wanted to kind of circle back a little bit and touch to what you said about um, this kind of like spiritual notion that we have everything within that we need. And I mean, I spent three and a half years learning how to source happiness and contentment from within and learning what a sacred sexual practice for myself meant and learning to get to know my body and, and to set boundaries and to communicate and do all these things and, and to really get comfortable in my own skin, in my own energy. And as we talked about before, we are tribal beings. We do have this deep, yearning and need for physical touch and connection and deep relationships, meaningful relationships. And so now yeah. I'm very much so at the point where, yes, I I am comfortable in my own solitude. Sometimes <laughs> like wildly. So like, you know, those memes or yeah. it's like, Hey, like Saturday night, what do you do? And you want to come out? And the girl's like no. sitting in bed with cucumbers on her face, live with like a cat yeah. and crystals on her yeah. lap. And I'm like, no, sorry, I'm busy. Like that's me. <laughs> I'm just like, actually I'm super content just like in my bed with my book or like on my meditation cushion. Yeah. And, and now I'm at this point where yes, that contentment in my own solitude is there and I'm so deeply desiring to share the beauty of life with somebody because there are so many moments where it's like I'll be hiking and at the top of a mountain and just like immersed in the beauty of the view and this notion comes over me where it's like almost this wave of sadness because it's like, man, this is so incredible and so beautiful and how amazing are these moments when you share them with somebody and when it's like that deep reverence and that deep love between two people that are fully Mm -hmm. immersed in a moment like that and for me that's what I'm desiring is I'm desiring to share this experience of life I'm not I was very much so before when I was dating years ago in a place where I was looking to fill the void, like you said, Mm -hmm. and I was not comfortable enough with myself and in my own energy and with my own body that I was looking for external validation and somebody to fill the physical and proverbial holes. Right. Mm -hmm. But now I'm not looking for my other half. I'm looking for my other hole. And it's, yeah, it's, it's
0: tough. Mm, Yes. Yes, exactly. And that's the thing that I always like remember with that is like one times one is one. It's infinity, right? Like one times one forever will be one. Half times half is a fourth (laughs) because no one will ever be able to fill the void. And so when you think about it, like your own voids, no one will ever be able to fill your own voids. So if each person is coming wanting their voids to be filled, and then expecting the other person's energy to come in to fill the voids, they're each going to be losing energy and become even less themselves, even that's, you know a fourth of themselves.
1: That's really powerful. I love Isn't that. It? Yeah, so true. It's, but it's yeah, it is crazy when you it's just, just relate it mathematically. That is so true.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I remember like even too being in this, it was this past, it was this past summer. There was a lot that I was contemplating. And you know, what's so funny is like, these things will come up. So I just, I fully believe that these things are coming up for you because it is right around the corner. I think it's so confronting because, you know, and not to be like waiting for it and you know, whatever, but just knowing, okay, it's close because this is coming up, you know, and I felt the very same way before I brought in my last relationship. And it had been like coming up and coming up. And like I just had this feeling for like at least months, if not even like a year. Like I remember like being like, okay, I'm ready. And I was I was being confronted with these different things and different things. And I remember specifically this summer, um <laughs> like knowing that I was ready for a relationship, but also kind of being in this in-between of, um, you know, I remember specifically saying to my cousins when we were, we were in Greece and we go to Greece every year and we go party in Mykonos every year. <laughs> summer of 21, Mykonos, for me, was a very different summer <laughs> than summer of 22. <laughs> and... <laughs> <laughs> and I really needed it summer 21 I needed that but <laughs> summer 22 I was still on I was still on my shit you know I wasn't like in other words like so what What I was what I was telling my cousins I was like you know what I was like as ready as I am for a relationship and I was like I literally help people in their relationships I was like I'm, I'm ready I'm in a place where I'm finally like okay I could do this I was like, there's a part of me that wonders, will I really be the full Alexia if I'm not going to Mykonos and, you know, charming the pants off this guy and, <laughs> and then this guy and then the whatever. And then I go to a wedding and I'm sure I have this thing. It's 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 actually a little bit toxic. <laughs> like, I'm realizing. <laughs> when I go to a wedding, I am, I am 98% sure that I will make someone at least fall in love with me for the night, at least, you know? Typically, you. he'll try to pursue <laughs> me later, too. And I know this. Like, <laughs> oh my God. And I was like, will I fully be me if I can't just like show up to places and like work my magic? Mm-hmm. And they were just kind of laughing. We were like laughing about it. And I was like, yeah, I was like, I kind of think about that. So I was like, hmm. You know, just kind of, like, being open to it, being silly about it. So I was, like, at least I know that, like, I want I, – I would like companionship, but at least I also like just, like, kind of being me and doing my thing. <clears throat> but then that evolved. I um, – when I was in Syros right before I ran my retreat this past year, um, I spent some time by myself uh, just preparing for it and everything. And I had never been – I'm always in Greece either with, like, my family or either – or, like, Um, or I meet up with a friend or something like I'm never like by myself in Greece and as much as I love my alone time too and I definitely fear it Mm -hmm. Um, I was like kind of freaked out because I was like as much as like Greece is my favorite place on earth like it's my happy place like I should just be happy in general but I was like I've never like just done Greece like by myself so I was like well am I gonna like I'm like kind of scared (laughs) like I was like you know so I was sitting there and I was like it was good because you have to like after, you know, I did, I did have my fun with my family, with my cousins. We, of course, didn't make one stuff like that. So I had plenty of party time, blah, blah, blah. And, and I was like, okay, time to regroup, time, time to like, come back, time to, you know, whatever. Okay. So I had like a week of solitude. And, um, I remember specifically at that point, I was like, thankfully, like, I know how to enjoy my time by myself. I did totally fine in my solitude. I was like, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I felt like a I don't even know the word. I have like this like vision of like a like I was like crawling down rocks. I wasn't even going to the re- the beach bars. Like I wasn't even I was around no one. Yeah. And so like I was like I have this like vision of like I was like being this like weird creature like in the rocks. Like I was like being this like hermit like gremlin <laughs> thing. Like I was like in my vibe, you know, swimming in obscure deep parts of the ocean and stuff like that. But like um just just totally by myself and so It was an an interesting energy, but like probably a night or two before I finally decided to um, go back out into the town and, you know, actually be back in human interaction and meet up with some of my friends on the island um, of Ciros. I had like poured myself a glass of wine. I had finished working for the night and I was just sitting on my little balcony and I was looking at the ocean and I was like fully content, fully like I was like, this is beautiful. I was like, it's so dark. It's Mm -hmm. so quiet and i was like just i was like enjoying my wine i was like okay and i was like i was like the weirdest weirdest feeling of i was like i'm actually lonely right now i'm i'm lonely right now but for the very first time i'm lonely and i'm okay with it mm. like okay i am lonely i would love someone to share this with but like even though i'm lonely like i'm good i'm okay yeah. and I'm not saying that it happens this way every time, but like two days later, I literally met the, the man that I like shared a relationship with. And so mm-hmm. of course not to say that, to be like, you know, like once you accept that, then two days later, someone's going to come into your field. Yeah, of course. However, it was confirming, but it was confirming even regardless of, of that validation a few days later, it was confirming that I was like, shit, all this work is not for nothing. Because this would have, this would have totally killed me, you know, prior, whenever that would have been, you know, this would have been so sad for me.
1: Absolutely. It wasn't. Yeah. And I think that's a powerful point too, is that like loneliness and sadness don't have to coincide. Like you can have that feeling of loneliness where it's like, I'm actually very content here in my solitude and it would be so spectacular to be sharing this with somebody. Mm -hmm. And to have that notion, while also not just wallowing in sadness and pity, but just having that deep desire to share. Those moments Mm. and the beauty and the peace and the sunset and all of the things, right? And yeah, yeah, I think the fact that you felt that after having gone through all of your phases of your growth Mm. and and your wildness and everything (laughs) that you said exactly it was necessary in all beautiful parts of your journey and then to get there and be so ready to call somebody into that space... Mm -hmm. I think, yeah, it's just a beautiful testament to when it is meant to be, it will be and it will fall into place. And I just have to keep reminding myself of that lately, too, because, yeah, I mean, (laughs) patience is a virtue is really, really (laughs) a struggle for me right now. It's like, I don't want to be patient with this anymore. Like, I really don't like the humanness in me is like, I'm tired of waiting.
0: I'm really Mm -hmm. tired
1: of waiting. Like I have done the work and I will fully own that. And yes, of course, there are still so many parts of me that like the healing journey is an ongoing process and my shadow is going to resurrect itself, whether I'm single or in a relationship.
0: Mm -hmm. And
1: I'm also very aware of the fact that there are parts of myself that I think are ready to be healed, but need to be healed in a relational container because I need Mm -hmm. somebody who's really going to call me out on my bullshit and of the pieces of myself that I don't see
0: Mm -hmm. and
1: you know, how our relationships are mirrors. Right. And, and they bring forth those shadow aspects of self and those pieces of ourselves that, I mean, whether we don't see them or we see them, but we're just resistant to seeing them and we just draw a blind eye to them subconsciously or consciously, but Mm. I truly do believe that a large majority of our trauma happens in relationships. And so Mm. a very large majority of our healing also needs to happen in relationships. And that's not Mm -hmm. always an intimate relationship, but for myself, I mm-hmm. really do feel like I'm very ready for that. And I I really do want somebody to trigger me and call me mm-hmm. out on my bullshit and and really invite <laughs> me to rise to that next level. And uh, yeah, it's just, man, mm-hmm. this the waiting game is starting to get really <laughs> confronting.
0: I know that's a hard that's a hard one too, because I, I totally Yeah. I totally get that. Like, yeah, it's almost like there's part of me that would like lean into just like even already like embodying the energy of them being with you. Of course, they're not there Mm -hmm. physically yet, but just being like, you know, when you see these things that you like are loving on your own and, and still, and, and wanting to share that with someone, and I say this too, because i'll 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 say the the converse too, but like embody this energy of being maybe really like being kind of like excited to share that with someone, you know, and not to say that to like put a a toxic positive band-aid on top of that yearning and that desire, <clears throat> but to say, okay, almost that to trust more deeply you have to be put in a situation where you're going to trust more deeply (laughs) and almost to trust more deeply that because my heart desires this, I know it's coming and start to like look forward to it, be excited. And I know it gets old sometimes. It's a lot easier said than done, Mm -hmm. but maybe it's the step to like, okay, I really do. I really trust that it's coming because I think sometimes when we get tired like that it's because we're like wait let's dig up the roots and make sure they're growing you know like it's like yeah. <laughs> and that's it so and it, it's beautiful too I mean really and I say this because I, so I'm like going through this breakup now and so I'm kind of like joking because I love to like bring humor into these things and it's not even that funny but I'm like I keep being like someone had to remind me that I'm not super human like someone had to remind me that yeah. like I can still really, really struggle sometimes, (laughs) like, because this is, like, the hardest thing I've had to do in, like, probably a really really long time, if not, like, I don't want to say ever, but, like, as far as, like, a relationship, like, a a romantic relationship goes, this is, this is probably the hardest thing I've, I've, um, I've kind of moved through, and so it's funny, because I was getting really good at my own work, and like you were saying, like, yeah, because I think there is a lot of that work that you're meant to do with, someone else like yeah. and it's painful and it's hard so it's like it's it's funny because I like knew these things about relationships but being in this one relationship like the things that we went through were like oh, challenged challenged and challenged us and I think it brought up all these all these traumas that for me thankfully and this is like what's so good you're getting so good at being really secure in yourself right now. And you are, you know, you already are like, but you're, you're just getting this opportunity to really be solid in that. Yeah. Um. Because for me, it was as hard as this is, I know I can, I know I can handle it. And thankfully I've had this practice of really enjoying this time by myself. So as hard as this is, and definitely like the stages of grief that I'm going through um, to kind of move through it and see, you know, what what the future means for this relationship for me it's kind of an interesting thing but I'm really taking this time in my solitude but the the good thing is as shaky as I feel in all of this and as much as this has hurt me um one thing I am really solid in is that like you said like I do enjoy my time in my solitude Mm-hmm. and i'm realizing now just how ready i am for that commitment and so it's almost that trust and it's almost this trust that something that that was um that was even coming up for this and cuz oh, the trust the trust is getting me these days too i'm telling you because um something that came up for me so, okay. A little bit about, obviously, I, you know, kind of what's going on in my relationship for anybody that's- Yeah.
1: But go ahead and give a little bit of the background because you did talk about this relationship on the last episode mm-hmm. that we did together, but now you've returned from Greece. And mm-hmm. when you say breakup, this is more so because of this physical distance that's separating you and just like, a, a kind of like separating in your paths- right now Mm -hmm. transiently right like it's not like anything in the relationship container was actually quote-unquote wrong and that you ended things because of that reason but it's more so like you are actually on a totally different continent now and (sighs) your two life trajectories are just taking very different paths at this moment in time yes
0: yes yeah Yeah. so that's and that's what's so so funny because it's like yeah yeah as far as like our want and our desire to be together, like it's, it was a hundred percent there. Like there was no question. Like I never questioned that. Like there's a connection between us. We like really, we really have like a a deep, like care for each other. And like, you know, like it really, there's a lot of love there. There's a lot of love there. And so it wasn't at all like this, there was no change in our feelings towards like wanting this relationship. Yeah. But we were like, a lot of trauma was brought up when I was there that even for me, as aware as I am on, and as, as, you know, diligent as I've been on my journey, I realized it was like the spiral again, like where I would, it was things that I had already realized, but I realized them even deeper so that I was, I was moving through some deep emotions myself. Mm -hmm. Um, He had not realized a lot of these traumas that he was holding on to. He didn't realize, or he, if he had realized certain things I don't think he realized how deeply they had affected him. And all the while we're both, you know, we're, we're working out. Okay. How is this life going to blend together? Yeah. Because I'm, I'm, you know, ready to go. Like I've been wanting to be on, you know, in Europe and whatever, like for a while now. And so for me, I'm like, it's not an issue. I just have to get my things together. I've got to make sure that like my business is secure or whatever. So I'm realizing just how much this time is really, really, really benefiting me even though I think he was the one who was needing a little bit more time to figure his things out, bring more stability into what he's doing with his life because he's going through a major shift in his career and what he's going to be doing. And, you know, even just, even just, yeah, like a lot of, he doesn't know, is he going to stay in Greece or is he going to go try to be in Germany or Spain where they pay you a little bit better so that he can build a life. And I think he only entered this phase because of our relationship, like our relationship made him realize, okay, I think I'm ready for something more serious. So I need to make sure that I can be the provider. I can be the not like you know, the provider in the, the divine masculine sense. Yeah, he's like, I want to make sure, like, if because he was like, if I see like a future with you, if I see like I want, you know, I want us to be together and I want us to have kids and whatever, he's like, I want to be the one. He was like, he literally he's he specifically told me even prior to us deciding to take a break, he was like, I'm struggling with the idea that I have, I do not feel confident in being able to, to, if let's say, let's say we were to have kids tomorrow, (laughs) like definitely not going to happen. He was like, I don't feel confident in the ability to make sure that my kids would be taken care of. He's like, I would, I would love to make sure that you are taken care of. He's like, I always want you to work. Like if you, if you want to work, he's like, I always want you to work. I want you to always have your own things. I want you to like have your money in your bank account because you should. And that's like, you know, of course. He's like, I'm not saying that like you need to just be the woman, but he's like, as the man in my relationship, I want to be the one that feels really confident in supporting his family. Mm-hmm. And I'm not feeling that right now. And, you know, I was like, that's obviously not where we what where we are right now. But he was like, I still have to figure out all of those things. And when I'm figuring out all of these things. And I literally, I saw it, right? You know, I saw it firsthand. He's figuring out all these things and he like just did not have the space to be present in this relationship and fully be present. And for us to cling on to this relationship now would have been almost like a form of scarcity, like because we both Mm -hmm. want this so badly. But if we're going to be dragging each other through our journeys, like, and there's there's something about like being together, but there was, there was, there was a need for him to really take this time by himself and not feel guilty because he feels like he's not showing up for me or for me to feel like I'm being starved of connection. And it was like, yeah, like it it was really good. And we really wanted, want to be together. So we have, you know, we want to revisit it soon. Of course, with the, with the thing that was like, you know, anything can change. He was like, if any, if you meet someone, if something comes up, like you go, you go ahead and you do it because you have to live your life. Um, but he was like, with the intention, he was like, I trust. And we, we were saying like, you know, like we, we want to revisit it and it will come back around and it will be right. If we can actually take this time and he can kind of work on his things, I'm going to work on mine and we're for sure going to see each other again at some point over the summer. So we'll see where we are. Then I'm like, of course I was, I was confronted with tons of anxiety on, what if feelings change what if what if um this takes longer than expected what if like for because like also like timeline I know for a fact this is not gonna go as we plan it because life mm-hmm. like things yeah. are gonna happen and yeah. it'll transpire of course as it should you know like even this <clears throat> even this trip to Greece oh and I was like angry too because I was like what the hell like We've been pursuing this relationship, and I've missed you for half of this relationship on the other side of the world, waiting to return. Mm-hmm. Finally return, and we're like, wait, we need to take some space. And I'm like, You're gonna make <laughs> me miss you even more? Like, I was oh. so mad. Yeah. <laughs> so, all of that to say, um, I was I was having like this insane anxiety. I've never even felt. I've never felt an anxiety attack. And once I landed in Houston, mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God, I think like I didn't have a full-on anxiety attack because I was just like, okay, you just have to breathe. So like, I cannot have a full-on anxiety attack in this airport. But I was like, I think this is like what people feel like when they're about to have an anxiety attack. And it's yeah. not funny. It's not a laughing matter, but I was like, <laughs> I was laughing But you sometimes was-
1: just have to find the humor in moments like that, right? It's like- This is actually kind of wildly hilarious that like also an (laughs) indication of how much you care. I think there's a lot of like negative stigma around anxiety, Mm -hmm. but so much of it is that we care so deeply about something that when that something is challenged, it becomes very disconcerting to our nervous system. And if we don't have the tools, like you said, you were able to just come back to your breath and like breathe through it. But if we haven't been taught that, And taught Mm -hmm. other ways of coming back into parasympathetic state and calming our nervous system, then, yeah, it it becomes a full blown anxiety attack. And that doesn't mean something's wrong with us. It just means that we've put so much of ourselves into some aspect of life. And then Mm -hmm. that element gets uprooted in some way and becomes confronting in some way or gets fully taken away from us then all of a
0: sudden this anxiety
1: arises and it's like okay well it doesn't mean that there's something wrong with us it just means there's something to pay attention to here
0: Mm -hmm. exactly exactly Because, like again like I said like it was reminding me like just how human I am which I mean I of course knew that and like I had struggled with things on my own and whatever but it's almost like it's so like it's not easy to struggle with things on your own, but you, it's your own thing. You get to choose how to do it. Like whatever, when you invite someone else into that field, they get to decide whatever they're going to do. And you, you, like you, you have the, it's like, like the idea is like, you know, when you're just by yourself, the work is, and that's the most important work, of course, is to like be in your own work, be engaged in your own things. Um, but when you invite someone else into the field, you release, um, half of the control <laughs> like so yeah. if not all of the control because it's like you know they could choose to do something say like end the relationship or whatever out of you know out of your control completely blind. like they could do choose to do anything so essentially in a sense you give up half of your control because you both are sharing a relationship so there's like you guys both have a hand in it mm-hmm. um and and at the same time you're kind of releasing all control because what one person does could completely affect what happens for you in that relationship? So yeah. So if that's, yeah. The anxiety, like to release, to release the control. And like, you know, today, like I was thinking, I was like, you know, today or at least last week, like we both wanted to revisit this. We both want to we're not done here. He was like, I would tell, he was like, I would be, and we're very honest with each other, which I super appreciated. Like this relationship was such a, a very deep and challenging relationship. And it felt very karmic. Like mm-hmm. um, definitely, I think like our, like the forces that came to be to bring us together are insane, which I talked about a little bit on the last podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, the forces that came to be for us to meet, I have a really hard time letting go of it because it was so serendipitous yeah. and that's like fun for me. But, um, <laughs> I think that's what makes this so hard because like things could change. Like as much as like, yes, that's the intention that we set. When you take time apart, things could change. Yeah, You can meet people, you can, whatever. And while I trust consciously that like, okay, whatever happens is going to be like for us. hmm and for our greatest good both together and individually um while I I know that my nervous system doesn't <laughs> and so yeah my nervous system was like oh my god like you know just just completely uh freaking out and so I was realizing like just like all of these all of these like all of these things. Yeah. It's like when I do care, I care a lot. If I care enough to even be in a relationship with someone, like I'm so happy by myself that if I care enough to like really try for a relationship with you, that means I care a lot. Mm -hmm. So something, you know, was reminding me now that I was like, yeah, I got really good at doing my own work and there was still more to be done. And it was awakened to me through this relationship. Like something had to remind me that I'm like, I'm good. I'm good, but something had to remind me that, like <laughs> there's always gonna be more. There's always gonna be something deeper. Mm-hmm. Um, and for that, at first, the depth like really scared me. Um but something that I started to lean into, that I was like, and, oh, some this is also something to say. Like the reason that my energy feels really good in the last few days is because I actually asked for help. and you know, did a session with one of my friends and, and other, like, she's also a healer in the space and we did a soul retrieval and it literally turned around my energy. Whereas like, even like when I talked to my sister and I talked to my best friend, they were like, just when I answered the phone, they were like, you sound so good today. Like you sound like more yourself. Like, so one, yes, I know how to do all the things with the energy. I know how to work through relationships, blah, blah, blah. And I needed, or rather wanted wanted to make it easier for myself. So I asked for help in the energy. And when, when we started actually just like tending to me and caring for me and caring for my soul and caring for this journey and whatever, um, I had this epiphany that was like, you know, I'm being called to trust so deeply in whatever this means. And if I really do want this relationship to work and if I, and if I do believe that it's as good as as I know it is, as I think it is, at least as of now, every, like I, I have to let it go because if it's like, if I'm keep, if I keep clinging onto it and I don't trust enough to let it go, I'm saying, I don't trust that it's as divine of a union. You know, I'm saying like by that energy, by that fear of letting go, that energy is saying, no, I, I don't, I don't actually trust in this relationship. And that was confronting. And I, you know, and I don't trust in the timing when the first bit of our relationship was like the funnest timing ever. Mm -hmm. It blew me out of the water. And like to even, you know, touch back on like this, you know, siren energy that I love about myself. Like prior to meeting him, (laughs) there there were two other men. And not to, like, be, like, I'm so wanted or whatever, but, like, I was, like, not expecting, I was not even wanting for, like, I I was expecting completely other things. There were two other men that were, like, come back and see me when you're done with your retreat, like, whatever. And I was Mm -hmm. literally, like, actively, like, making plans to go back and visit, at least one of them. And uh, (laughs) the plans completely changed because I met, because I met this man. And... And it exceeded any expectation for what, how I could have ended, you know, my summer, how I could have stepped into this new phase of my life, how I could have like, whatever. And so when I remember that, it's funny because I'm so afraid to let it go. But this specific relationship is like, taught me so many of these things. And it's, it's helping me grow so that even if, even if, as much as I want it, I'm, I'm really praying for guidance and help in keeping myself open to whatever happens and whatever possibilities, because I know that it's going to work out
1: yeah.
0: as it, as it should. But if I, but I really have to demonstrate how much I trust in this relationship if my human consciousness really believes that that's the, that's the relationship for me. I have to be like impeccable with that, you know? And when mm-hmm. I'm impeccable with that, even if it doesn't turn out that way, if I fully release it, I'm, I'm letting myself step into either drawing in that relationship in a better way in a in a more aligned and healthy way and ready way and stable way um, and I'm also sending the message that I'm open that I'm open like by holding on to say if this if this relationship is in fact not the right relationship for me but I'm holding on to that I'm actually pushing away the person that's right for me absolutely yeah. So either way, I have to release it and let it go. And I have to trust. That whatever um, was
1: meant for you is going to find you.
0: Yeah. But whatever it is. And that's, that's the hardest part about the human consciousness. But That also goes to show us that like our divine selves, our Christ consciousness, our higher beings um, are becoming more, are they're revealing themselves to us Yeah. and, and we get the choice of do we invite it in or not? Yeah. Ooh, yeah, that is a potent lesson
1: for sure. And I also just acknowledge how difficult that is to let something go that you truly care about and to trust the process, to trust that if it is meant to be, it'll be. And if it's not, something else will fill that space when it's meant to. And yeah, the universe continues to take away all of the things that we place any of our worth in any of our safety, security, and validation in anything that we are, as we spoke on before, like filling holes that need to be filled in our own solitude. But Mm -hmm. if this is meant for you, if this is aligned, this separation for both of you to work on yourselves in the areas that you don't feel confident in, in bringing into a divine union. And I think that's beautiful too. I also wanted to say that what you shared about your partner really recognizing that he doesn't feel like he can show up for you as the divine masculine right now like mm-hmm. my goodness that takes so much radical honesty and self-awareness and commitment to say i have to take a step back not only so i can show up fully as a man in this world but so that subsequently i can show up fully for you mm-hmm. like that is powerful
0: it really is it really is it was like it's like one of those things where you like you hate him and love him more, like when they're saying that. And I'm like, yeah. well, F you, now I love you even more. But like, yeah, no. It's true. It's true. And so it's yeah. like, ah, that's true. And even to like receive that in a relationship was very validating too. Um, mm-hmm. because I think we can be also really discouraged that um in this world of like modern dating, and as much as it's not the most <laughs> it's not always the prettiest picture when, you know, in modern dating at all, no, no. Um, especially for people that are desiring deeper connections. Like I think we're so, I think uh, we, we encounter a lot of people that are very distracted. Yeah. It was very validating to see just how consciously he was approaching relationships without going on some big, you know, spiritual journey, um, you know, like in other words, I think we like think of, you know, he hasn't had the same opportunities or whatever as I have to be more conscious. He hasn't like Mm -hmm. studied the subconscious. He hasn't like studied relationships. He doesn't like, he hasn't gone to therapy, you know, like he's been, he's, (laughs) he's been an immigrant in Greece, you know, like whatever. He's had such a hard life that I was Mm -hmm. so like impressed with his consciousness. And it was validating that it was like, okay, like even in the ways that you don't expect it. Like I think sometimes we like, you know, I think when I first started my spiritual journey, it was like, oh, I definitely want a man who like, you know, of course is conscious, but like also this, this, he, he, he's very conscious in, in a lot of ways. And I think he's just now becoming more awakened to his journey. And so I really, I really pray that he like, you know, takes this time to really explore that for himself. Um, But it's also kind of like to open our minds to what that potential partner could look like, because yeah. I, the last place I thought I would find like a really honest and emotionally vulnerable relationship is in Greece of all places from not only just a, I mean, I think a Greek from Greece is probably like probably worse than an Albanian immigrant, but like, <laughs> like, you know, it's, you know, an Albanian immigrant who's been in like survival mode, most Mm -hmm. of their life so he hasn't had like this like time to really explore and play with his inner child he's been like trying to feed his family right Mm -hmm. so you know like i was really 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 impressed and i was like if if this beautiful divine consciousness can exist in this man like there's a lot of potential here um and i can't be in love with the potential but i can trust that that we met for a reason and whatever this path is meant to be for either of us is is unfolding for us right now yeah
1: Absolutely. No, that is beautiful. And yeah, it just goes to show as well that we can have all of these things on our list of what we're looking for in somebody. And then the right person can show up and show us that all of like the essence of all the qualities that we're looking for can be there, but it can show up in totally different ways than what we had originally laid out. And somebody Mm -hmm. actually just recently said to me that like, yes, get clear on what your non-negotiables are hundred percent. I think that's very important when you are really in this space of, um, being ready to call in divine partnership to really like actually sit down and make a list Mm -hmm. of what you're looking for in a partner and get clear on your non-negotiables and also know that all of those qualities can show up in very unexpected ways. And then it's Mm -hmm. not always going to look like what it looks like on paper. And this person said to me, like, sometimes when that right person shows up, the list just goes right out the window. Mm
0: -hmm. And that's not
1: to say like your values go out the window. It's to say Mm -hmm. that what you originally thought that you wanted and needed and like the specifics of it it takes on a whole new portrait and embodiment in that Mm -hmm. other person. So yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, that's really beautiful. Thank you for sharing that.
0: Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's like, exactly. And I think also too, another thing that, that helps me when I'm feeling like, you know, I'm needing to let go of a relationship is just to remember that like, just because you've met a person that exhibits, like, all these great qualities that you wanted, like, and say you're having to let that go for whatever reason, um, something that's always helped me uh, is to remember that, like, if it existed in this person, not to say, like, oh, I think sometimes we're so quick to be, like, in another person. Like, I think, like, we- but... To know that if it really is over with this one person, if this quality existed in them and you loved that in them, one, it's a mirror of what's within you. So it also exists in you and it'll exist in another person. So, you know, like, so even if not that relationship, like it's showing you that what you want does exist, right? Whether it's, you're going to cultivate it here or you're just going to be validated that it, it will be, it will be present in another, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. And yeah, that's every time I see one of my friends or even just like somebody I follow on Instagram or whatever, like really step into divine union. Now there's not so much part of me that's jealous, but part of me that's like, yeah, like it exists. One more living proof that it's out there and it just like excites me to no end right it's so exciting it's like oh my god like there's more out there <laughs>
0: right?
1: yes. so yeah yes. I think that's a beautiful example of yeah
0: and that goes to show that you're so ready too because that's what I noticed in myself as well like um in the last like year I think or so like maybe a little more than that I don't remember but I I, I just remember one day like being like oh I'm shifting into this place of like Oh if i see it for other people it's not what i'm missing it's what's also available for me and you're the yeah. average of like if you keep seeing all these people in you know great relationships you're like you know you're the average of the five people that you're around the most yes. so you know and even just that yeah if you keep seeing it it's like oh it's there for you too you know like in the more so like i see like you're excited you're like ready for it like i see it in you so i know it's like it's coming but it's like the the trusting Of the roots, the roots that are like growing and doing its thing and connecting, like even like fungi, like mushrooms, mushrooms will sprout up and you'll see a mushroom. But underneath, yeah,
1: they have a whole ecosystem
0: of Mm That's what's happening underneath. But right now, because we're human beings, we're looking at a mushroom or we're looking for a mushroom or something like that. But underneath there's all this communication that we can tap into and feel because we can, because we're all connected. And it's something to remember, like as a human consciousness, when we're, when we're, um, I don't, I guess, waiting for things to materialize in the physical, uh, to remember that what we, what we see, like just because we don't see it right now, doesn't mean it doesn't exist. doesn't I mean, it's not coming and we know this, but also like when we're feeling impatient, being like, what I see mm-hmm. is an illusion, right? Like if I feel all of these things and if I really feel ready, like it's coming, it has no choice but to materialize, even if it only exists as an idea in my head, mm-hmm. this idea in my head exists in me. I'm in very real form in this life. It has no choice but to materialize. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm
1: that actually really brings up something I've been experiencing more and more lately and again this is kind of hard to describe but it's also like it happens more and more frequently now where there will be a moment where I almost feel like I'm crossing paths with this person but like in a parallel dimension or I'm like looking up at the stars and like I feel like this person is looking up the stars and thinking the same thing. And like, maybe this is just my like hopeless romantic in me, just like really creating a story in my head, but it's like Mm -hmm. this felt sense lately that just keeps coming up. And it just, yeah, it's like, I feel like there's these like constant crossing of paths where it's like unbeknownst to me, like you know, in like movies sometimes where like you see like one person goes into the grocery store and then like two minutes after they leave, their like divine partner goes into that same grocery store. Yes! And I just like Yeah, that like that sense that it's getting closer and closer and closer and holding on to that while at the same time still remaining in the present moment and still remembering mm-hmm. to like be with myself and enjoy my time with myself and keep doing the work on myself and to not just keep searching and like grasping onto this notion of like, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming, like still just be deeply present in the moment and really have reverence for this time and this work that I'm doing Mm -hmm. now and know that when it is meant to happen, it will happen. And acknowledge my humanness in this space that I'm in right now, where it's like, yeah, like this past week has been really hard. And it's just like, I just want to be held and cuddled and loved and just be with somebody who shares the same values and wants to do the same things in a day. And yeah, Mm -hmm. to just acknowledge the humanness in that. And like you said before, just not immediately slap this spiritual positive toxic positivity band-aid on it and just be like oh well everything you have is within you and like this is all happening in divinely orchestrated timing and like just like blah 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 blah, like yeah okay sure all truth Mm -hmm. in that and i'm also human and i have needs and Mm -hmm. wants and desires and and i'm navigating all of that and sometimes it's messy
0: hmm right. Like sometimes growing trust, sometimes growing these parts of ourselves just feels really icky. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, and embrace you know, because yeah, I loved, I loved what you were saying yeah, remaining fully present because when we are finding our divine partner, you know as much as anything can happen in life and you know things can shift and you know, whatever. let's say, let's say though, like okay, we find our divine partner that's like our partner for life, let's mm-hmm. say whatever that means though, because, you know, people die, things happen, whatever. And not to like put that on it, but let's just say partner for life. Um, this is essentially this time in your life that you're never, when you find your divine partner, like you don't lose that part of you, but like, this is like a sacred part of your journey too. Yeah. That, you know, is not always going to be like, you're not always going to have like, you know, be young and fully single and, you know, in this, phase you know so it's kind of yeah it's that fine line of like recognizing that and also just like being ready for being ready for the next thing and trusting and it's all really just a dance Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah Mm -hmm.
1: I did want to circle back to one thing too because we kind of chatted about this a little bit the other day um but we did talk about how we all go through our phases and there shouldn't be an element of shame if we do quote unquote slip up or we have a period of time where we are just looking for those like casual connections. Mm-hmm. But I'm very curious, do you truly think that as a conscious being looking for divine union or even just, just as a human being, as this soul in a human body, do you really think that casual sex can be done in a conscious way that doesn't result in energy leakage because I'll, I'll just be honest right now i don't feel like it can but mm. like this is just like an inquisition like i'm just getting curious and i've been asking a lot of people this recently because mm-hmm. i think there are lots of people in the spiritual community who are very pro polyamory um
0: mm. Hmm.
1: and that's definitely never something that I could see myself thriving in. Um, oh, God,
0: I would die. Each <laughs> to their own.
1: Um, I also <laughs> just find it very interesting. Like, I have followed a lot of people who have followed that path for a while, and then they come out of it, and they're like, yeah, like, very necessary part of my journey, and mm. it also taught me so many things where, like, now – I couldn't imagine sharing my partner my divine partner mm. with somebody and so yeah I don't know like there's still an element of uncertainty here for me and I think there's part of me that especially with how I'm feeling right now that wants to believe that casual sex can be done in a very conscious enlightening manner but then mm. even when I sit with that in your face <laughs>
0: <laughs> it like just thinking. says it all you're like it's like because I'm actually thinking of all these layers as you're talking about it and so it's so funny. Yeah, it's so continuous <laughs> Like you
1: don't even need to answer the question like that expression just said it
0: all
1: But yeah I mean for me even just thinking about it it's like i yeah i (laughs) like i was saying before i've pursued some conversations and then it gets to a certain point where my body is like having a physical reaction just imagining the situation playing out Mm -hmm. and being like "Mm -mm." like this is gonna make me feel so much worse than i was feeling before when yes i'm i'm having these desires come up but I feel like in the act of doing that and then coming out of it, it's like gonna be this just overwhelming sense of like then my higher self and my soul and my heart voice come in and are like, We told you. <laughs> like <laughs> right. So I don't know. Yeah. I would just I, I really want to hear your thoughts on this, especially having gone through the phases that you've gone through, and you definitely mm-hmm. have fully embodied those as being part of your journey, but did you feel like when you were going through that, let's just call it your fun phase, um, <laughs> do you yeah. feel like there was still a part of yourself that deep down knew that what you were doing wasn't really fulfilling and it wasn't really in alignment?
0: Hmm. Um. Yeah, because I think it has to be done delicately because I think sometimes so it's so funny because when as you were talking I was thinking like the actual phrase casual sex it doesn't it seems like an oxymoron it does. like and not you know because when you think about like you're letting someone into like your portal mm-hmm. yes.
1: <laughs> like literally your portal it's- to life <laughs> yeah
0: like it's like, wow. <laughs> you're yeah,
1: interlocking so- root chakras, like literally the root of the rest of, like if our root mm-hmm. chakra is not in good working order, then we can't have any of our other chakras and body <laughs> and energy systems in alignment. So when you're letting mm-hmm. somebody else's energy literally penetrate that energy center, if they have energy leakages and if they have any ill intention or are just not connected to you in that Mm. deeply meaningful way then not only are you taking on their whether you want to call them dark energies or negative energies or shadow Uh or whatever you're taking Uh on their energetic leakages and you're also opening yourself up to somebody who doesn't share a reverence and respect for the fact that as you said casual and sex is an oxymoron because sex itself the act of engaging in sexual intercourse with somebody is not casual it's a very very deep intimate Mm -hmm. interlocking of bodies and energy systems and sharing of so much
0: Mm -hmm. so yeah it's just so it's like yeah because i think about it because in in my in my fun phase, and and I was very, I was very conscious when I was going through it. However, I think it gets very hard, which, like, not mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. I think when you have quote casual sex, let's so, let's entertain the idea mm-hmm. with one with one person continuously. Like let's say you have like you know friends with benefits, yeah. Like that. that you continuously exchange energy in your most sacred part. I'm like, I think that I really don't think I really don't think that works because for one, with a woman, a woman's gonna become more attached. Yeah. A man a man operates a little bit differently. Um I think typically because a woman is literally allowing herself, allowing someone to enter inside of her. Mm -hmm. It's, it's a little bit different because in a sense, she's literally saying, I trust you with like the deepest part of me. And for men, I think they can use that as a way to like, just sort of numb themselves and not all men. And I'm not, you know, trying to generalize whatever, because it means a lot for men as well. Um, Especially like a conscious man. It, it, It means a lot. And, but I think it's just a little bit different as the woman literally allows someone to enter inside of her. Mm-hmm. Um, for a woman, I, I really don't think, I really don't think it happens. Now, say my my conscious hoe era. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was. I knew exactly what I was doing. I knew the intention. How and I never. I don't know if this makes me sound better or worse. Let's hear it. I was not, I was not, it was, there was not a multiple time with, there was not a casual time multiple times with the same person. Maybe, maybe like twice, Mm -hmm. maybe two, like it wasn't a, a routine. I think when it becomes a routine, like for me, it was very much um, releasing a lot of shame and fear fear of intimacy and rather i mean when it's someone that you haven't built like a connection with i mean is it really intimacy but i think for me like yeah. i was so like i had like blockages around that and i remember particularly actually like one um this be- <laughs> yeah this beautiful man i met in mykonos um like we had we both knew we both had this intention it was fun i also think I also think it's easier to do this with a European man um, because the American culture and mentality is just a little bit different. European men, even if it's just for a night, they, they still want to like get to know you and it's still fun. And like, you know, I just remember this, like one Mm -hmm. specific man that I was like, this is not going any further than this. Like he was this like beautiful Italian model and I was just having my fun in Mykonos and whatever. And I was like, even if it's just for the night, we were we we didn't even speak the same language. Anyway, I'm like, oh like amazing. I we were speaking like broken Spanish. Like he spoke (laughs) Italian and Spanish, but Spanish like sort of. My Spanish is like really bad ever since I was like, I haven't practiced my Spanish since I was working in Costa Rica like years ago. And so I was like, my Spanish is okay, but I was like, I haven't used it in a long time. So like we were like just communicating in broken sentences, but we had like a vibe and a connection and so I think when it's done with care like I wasn't just like well whatever I'm not I would definitely have not been perfect there were some people that I was like why did I do that or Mm -hmm. what was that however when you're doing it consciously you're still going to slip up in some ways Mm -hmm. and it was like me me doing that I was like why did I do that? And then it awakens you. Right. So it's like, yeah. if you're just doing it and pretending like either it doesn't affect you or, or just shaming yourself in the whole process, you're missing, like, I could have sat there and shamed myself for like being careless. Um, But it was, it was me waking up to like, mm, I don't want to do that. Yeah. And then, you know, say this like beautiful man that, that, you know, whatever, we had a fun connection. I knew it was not someone I wanted to pursue. I knew it was n- not any more than this night, whatever. We still got to like have a fun experience. Although was it the yeah. most divine union ever? Like, no, because we just mm-hmm. hadn't, we just simply hadn't spent the time to build that. However, yeah. I genuinely felt in my body. And I think the difference was I was in my body for this. We were actually like sharing as much of a connection as we could and like having fun. And we both knew where we stood with it. Yeah. Um i felt I literally felt in that exchange like like centers of my body like opening up like I felt like I was like okay like I'm awakening to something more because I also was really enjoying that like connection and that whatever so it's like even though that wasn't it um I was still like really valuing that connection and was realizing how much I appreciated that you know Mm. so it's like I think when you stay really present with yourself there is a way to do it consciously but I don't think it's a regular I think when you're doing it as a regular thing it's it's no shame whatsoever but I think it makes it infinitely harder. I think with mm-hmm. polyamory too like that's something I will never be able to do. I just know that about myself and I have no judgment of people that genuinely feel good about it. Mm-hmm. Um but for me it just seems like it makes You know, a relationship is a place where a lot of people have a hard time, or like it's it's a challenge to feel fully safe, to surrender that control and and be vulnerable with someone. And when it's already a challenge between two people, when you add other people in the mix,
1: yeah,
0: it just seems like it adds a a deeper challenge. Hundred percent. Yeah. So and I've like
1: truthfully, I've never spoken to somebody or listened to somebody on a podcast or anything talk about a polyamorous relationship that they're currently in where the energetic through which they're speaking about it really feels like it's truly in integrity for them and truly fulfilling and yeah there's just something about it and like maybe that does exist out there and Mm -hmm. I could come across somebody who would explain it to me in a way that would really be convincing like okay like I 100% see that this is really fully in alignment for you and it works for you and it works for your partner but I have yet to actually witness that in somebody else mm. where it's like where there aren't little red flags or it's just like mm, this doesn't Actually, sound like this f- sounds more like a trauma pattern and a way of sourcing validation and a way from like not really allowing yourself to fully open yourself and connect to somebody, you're just scattering your energy into all of these different places. And again, I'm just saying that this has been my experience from what I've witnessed and heard from other people, I've never. Been in a polyamorous situation. So Mm -hmm. I'm only speaking from observation and from what it feels like energetically when people speak to it. Um, Mm -hmm. And yeah, I think also in regards to just like a casual, intimate night with somebody, I think it's also very rare to go into a situation like that where both people have the same intention of like, Hey, look, like I just, I acknowledge what's happening here. I acknowledge the energy exchange that we're about to engage in. I respect you. I'm willing to create a safe space for you. I think very often the, like you said before the man is kind of checking out. And again, this is not to demonize men or say that all men are doing this. But for women, there's just so much more of an emotional component. And I think it's so often the man is numbing, the man is checking out. And then as the woman, you feel that. And then it really translates energetically afterwards. So yeah, gosh, there's so much that goes into it. So much that goes into it. But yeah, I just... I feel like it'll take a long time for me to actually really come to a conclusive opinion on whether or not this like, quote unquote, casual sex can actually be done in a conscious way. But I appreciate your, your contribution to
0: this conversation. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. Like, I think, I think within specific boundaries that you have to be very honest with yourself. And I think a lot of people pursue it at least what I've observed, a lot of people pursue it not from a conscious space and something to be said, I was not pursuing that. Yeah. Um. It just so like happened to be something that like came into my orbit <laughs> and That's I was like totally just feeling fair. in that, you know, yeah, that vibe of me and I felt like I needed to actually step into it. Um. Yeah, to, to release a lot of like shame and things that I had around that area of my life. So it wasn't something that I like... I think when people just like go with the intention to fuck, it's like, ugh, yeah, that's theirs and that's okay. So not, I really don't want to judge it, but for me, that's just not something that sits right with me. So yeah, it's 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 a it's a fine line, and I think it's very hard to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it, it's it's possible, and I know that I did it, but I I think that was a that was a phase, and I. have really don't see myself ever like re-entering that phase Mm -hmm. but then again life changes I don't Mm -hmm. know I think regardless the the main point is to actually be honest with yourself and in communion with yourself and I think when that happens you'll know exactly like you'll know that that if you continuously either do that with either the same person or with multiple people over a larger span of time you're going to realize that like almost always I can't, yeah. I mean, maybe for some people it works, but no, like eventually you're going to realize, Oh, my energy's literally leaving my body. Like, yeah. and also this is another thing. Uh, like also you're letting everybody else into your sacred portal. How are you caring for that portal? Are you like, are you allowing yourself? Like if you're relying on someone else always, for that, Mm -hmm. then that's something else to be said, you know? So maybe that's like awakening you to that kind of thing, but yeah, it's just like, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, These primal instincts, we can also serve for ourselves as well, you know? So, but there is something about sharing that energy with someone else.
1: Definitely. And yeah, we talked about this before in our voice notes as well is that I found it really interesting how you were speaking to just like missing that physical intimacy with your partner and how just like self-pleasure is just like not comparing at all now and uh, I actually had a more recent experience where um I was dating somebody and it progressed to just kissing and some other physical things but not actual sexual intercourse but it was like totally i was like okay this is not actually going any farther because i could feel his disconnect i could feel like it was just like it the energetics of it were not there it was just like there was no chemistry in it and and i went home and (laughs) fulfilled those needs for myself. And I was like, (laughs) wow, this is so much better. And it's so interesting, Mm -hmm. right? Because that's a testament Mm -hmm. to the energy and the connection. And when you are able to tap into yourself and, Mm -hmm. and develop a self-pleasure practice for yourself, and then If and when you get into a situation where you're physically intimate with somebody, even if that is just kissing and you're like, Mm -hmm. something is missing here, right? It is a Mm -hmm. testament to the energy exchange that's happening and the fact that there's a misalignment there somewhere. And then when you say that now for you, like you have kind of found this divine union with this man who you're now separated Mm -hmm. from like literally physically, like continentally. And it's like, okay, well now that I've had a taste of what that true energetic connection is when there is Mm -hmm. physical intimacy and safety and security. And it really is this beautiful energy exchange between people. Mm -hmm. Now it's like, now the self-pleasure is like, meh.
0: Yeah. I'm like, (laughs) god (laughs) like yeah I mean like
1: (laughs) like this doesn't compare anymore
0: right I'm like I like yes because I'm like I need like like yeah there's like I want to have a someone else in front of me or like someone like you know someone's like shoulders to hold on to like there's a something and it's not even like and yeah and I think because then it's like it goes so far beyond like technique it's so funny because people like even are talking about like oh I'm really good at sex I'm like what What?" Like, like (laughs) To me, it's so weird because I'm just like it's it's literally connection and yes okay there's things like you know there's there's techniques but like yeah at the end of the day yeah like I realized it's actually about like when it actually got good was when I was actually like actually connecting with someone and it's not going to be about like the you know someone's physical anatomy or someone's yeah. like, whatever, it's going to be about like, wow, I really love and cherish this person. And we get to share this like sacred union and like, no, like nothing else. Like when we're actually fully present in that, like mm-hmm. that's, that's really, that's really the best. So, yeah. Even, yeah. So even with me, it's like, of course I'm probably just like missing Ah, missing that connection and it's also I was realizing too because ever since we went since we talked I was like you know this is an opportunity for me to really further fulfill that within me without expecting or or wanting you know as much as it's going to be of course infinitely better with someone that you like really love I'm like how how well do I know myself how well do I you know, in that way, how well, how well, because I think (laughs) it can also just get easier to be like, you know, quick fix or someone else to like, just do and be drowned in that, in that, um, connection with another person. It's like, okay, how can I reconnect and actually, actually enjoy that for myself, actually like know my sacred space, Mm -hmm. even better than anybody else. Because when I really think about it, I'm like, other people know my sacred space more than I do.
1: <laughs>
0: and what what kind of a thing is that? <laughs> like I was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, when I really thought about it, I was like, that is not. I this is my like. I am missing out on something with myself and what I know. Yeah. And even, I guess, my trust within, too. Like, I feel like it all just kind of, like, whatever. And it's that I can, like, nourish myself and, like, use this energy. And that's, like, the life force energy that I can Mm -hmm. nourish within myself. Yeah, of course, it's more fun to share that with someone else. All back to when we go on these fantastic things or have these amazing experiences, go on a hike, whatever, you see this amazing view. Yeah. Sure. I love doing that myself. And it's going to be amazing to share that with another person, you know? Yeah. And so that was kind of, like, inspirational to me, too, even just, like, us talking about it and you bringing up that energy to me that I was like, wait, this is, like, an opportunity for me to, like, like make, go a level deeper, right? Absolutely. Like, yeah.
1: Yeah, and I think that's it, right? Like, when we can enjoy those moments fully ourselves, when we can tap into our bodies and our self-pleasure practice and really get to know ourselves at that deep level, that is all going to translate into partnership when it occurs into those moments and that intimate connection being that much deeper, that much more beautiful Mm -hmm. and that much more fulfilling. Because even like whether it's sitting and watching a sunset with somebody or being sexually intimate with somebody, When they have not been able to find that beauty and witness that beauty in the moment and also get to know themselves at a physical and intimate level, that translates into the experience of you sharing it together. Like when somebody is not connected to their own body and you share any type of physical intimacy with them, like I said, I could feel it even just in the act of kissing that former person. I was like, you're not in your body. Like mm-hmm. it, it's like, you're checked out right now. I can physically feel it. And even in those moments too, like sitting mm-hmm. and watching a sunset with somebody, if they haven't learned to be able to really, really deepen into the beauty and witness that and experience that in their own solitude, they're Mm -hmm. not going to be able to share that in its fullness with you. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, this is really, Mm -hmm. as you said, it's an invitation for you to deepen into yourself. And then if and when you come back into union with this man that you met in grace or with somebody else, that act of deepening into yourself is going to translate into that relationship and it's going to make it just so much more fulfilling and beautiful in all of the moments
0: mm-hmm. exactly <sighs> exactly
1: yeah Ooh. well i think this is actually would actually be a beautiful way to end if
0: <laughs> yeah, i was bow. thinking i was like this feels like tied with a bow yeah. <laughs> you know like... and it's
1: 222 <laughs> How do I? Really, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> wow. oh, I appreciated this conversation so much.
0: I yeah. appreciate you
1: coming back on and yeah, just sharing these intimate conversations and the tender parts of yourself right now and all that you're navigating, and yeah, just being a beautiful example for what's possible for self and for mm-hmm. relationship. And yeah, I just I love
0: you. Yeah. I love you. Thank you for like holding the space always so beautifully. Thank you for like yeah, sharing such nourishing uh conversation and such interesting insight. Um it's really healing. Like it's healing for me just to like talk about these things and like explore these topics and even just in in this space. Like, I feel like I always like receive some kind of a breakthrough. Um, so it's, it's a huge privilege for me. So thank you.
1: Thank you so much, sister. I appreciate you. Mm -hmm. Well, Thank you also to our listeners. I hope that you also found some healing and some insight and some golden nuggets to take away from this episode. And I'm sure Alexia, I will have you back on again, probably sooner rather than later. We'll probably go on another Instagram voice note tangent and be like, "This right here needs to be another podcast. So (laughs) stay tuned and have yourselves an absolutely beautiful day. thank you thank you thank you as always for tuning in today and if today's episode resonated with you or if the podcast as a whole has been speaking to you and your beautiful soul i would so appreciate if you could share it on your social media tag me in your stories give it a review on whatever podcast hosts you are tuning in through And just share whatever you feel one other beautiful soul on this planet may need to hear. As always, so much love from my big little soul to yours. Catch you on the next episode.
0: Breathe.